This is the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald, where we exist to move church forward and have the conversations that every team needs to be having. Well, welcome to the Team Church Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart, and I'll be your host today. So excited you're here today. Uh, We're honored that you've found the space, that we have a voice into your world and into your team. In fact, we've created this space to have the conversations that every team needs to be having. And our goal today is to have some team talk and to start the conversation and let you and your team take it home and finish the conversation with your team and your world. So we're so glad you're here today. And I'm here with Pastor Kevin. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're so excited about this season of Team Church. Yeah, and we absolutely are excited. Um, just the opportunity even to come and in a forum like this is brand new for us. So um, hoping that we can help people and help teams. Absolutely. I, I just We consider it a huge honor to, to have a voice into, into teams and into the world, all in the hopes of seeing the church move forward. Yep. Uh, Pastor Kevin, how are you hoping that teams will use this podcast as we get this started? Well, similar to what you just said, we're, we're building teams that build the church. So uh, our hope with the podcast specifically is that we can get a conversation off the ground, moving in the right direction, and then teams will utilize this to finish the conversation, um, create some opportunity for maybe conversations that you haven't had, uh, perhaps some that are difficult and not easy to have. Uh, you can write on the back of, of what we're talking <laughs> about and uh, you know, use what Brandon said, uh, what I said, um, as talking points uh, with the team. So that's what we're excited about hoping for. Absolutely. I just feel like as a, as a leader that's grown up in church and loves ministry, my life has been changed by conversations on couches like this and it, you know after services and planning meetings. And I think we just want to bring people into that space, have, yep. have some of those huddles and conversations um, that really, at the end of the day, help us make progress and, and not get stuck. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk today. We're going to talk for a few minutes on leading like a team, and we're going to talk on where teams get stuck mm-hmm. and and just kind of go straight into that space. Pastor Kevin, I've heard you say it before, and we believe it so deeply at Team Church that individual leadership won't get you too far. That, that in other words, we're better when we lead like right. a team. Why have you chosen in our church, Champion Center, why have you chosen to model team leadership and ask us to lead as a team here in our organization? Yeah, um, because I think, Brandon, what we do is that we, we learn leadership, for example, and then we're stuck in most people's minds. We're stuck in a model that is top-down leadership. So what that means is that one out of, out of the 10 is actually a leader and the other nine are all followers. Mm. And regardless of how we try to posture it, unless we actually say it, that's the model that sticks. That's the one everybody flows in. I'm, I'm not the leader. I'm not the leader. So, you know, there, there's problems that occur because uh, we have this mentality that, you know, you're either a leader or you're a follower. Most people are followers, not leaders. So we're trying to shift that and help people understand that if you want to lead strong, we lead like a team. So meaning that every team member is actually a leader. Yes, that's right. And we're all part of the leadership mechanism yes. um, in, in leading things 
forward in that particular area. So you're not just a follower. Um, you are commissioned as part of the team to actually be a leader. So we're just invading that paradigm that people have had and that idea that people have had that we've all sort of got stuck in, trying to, trying to um, unearth it, if you would, bring it out, say, hey, wait, let's, let's talk about it before we move forward too far um, ahead with all the things that, you know, well, hey, we're together in this. Hey, we're we, we're not me. We're okay. That's all great. But <laughs> let's start off with the, the idea that does that mean that everyone on the team understands you are a leader so first good. and foremost? That's so good. I just think we believe that there are better ideas in all of us than one of us mm -hmm. that ideas are better strategy is better events turn out better ministry turns out better when we come together and we're all around the same table rather than everybody in their own silos in their own corners working yep. on their own thing in other words one person's win is a win for all of us one person's loss is something we all rush to and help out because it matters we rise together we fall together uh because we are a team yep and we just, we just deeply believe that at our church. So inevitably, Pastor Kevin, teams are going to get stuck along the way. Mm -hmm. When we attempt to lead like a team, uh, we're going to hit resistance. Yep. And we're going, things are going to, to slow down or sometimes feel like they've ground to a halt. So I, if we could just go into that space, I guess, for a minute, if there's a, a team or a leader out there right now that's feeling stuck... Um, I think we just want to want to speak to that for a second and, and say we've all been there, yep. but we just can't stay there right. as a team. And, and you and I, when we were getting ready for this conversation, we were talking about three specific uh, needs that every team has if we're going to get unstuck, if we're going to move forward. And I just want to hear you uh, share your heart and unpack these for a minute. The, the first need that you and I were talking about is the need to lead. Right. The need to lead. Um, pastors don't just need good followers, like you were just saying. They need good leaders. They exactly. need they need a, a leader in every seat of their team. Yeah. Talk talk to us for a minute about the need to lead. Yeah, every every team actually um, doesn't just need good team members. Every team needs good leaders. Yes. So the again shifting the paradigm is really important. The need, the need for lead is my way of basically saying, if you want to get unstuck, then you've got to encourage everyone who is on the team to make the transition from just being people who follow orders to people who are actually identifying needs and then acting on them. They're people who are looking for a problem and solving it. They're not waiting to be told to do something. That's right. They are finding what needs to be done and doing it. So there's a lot of initiative in this. There's a lot of liberty in this. There's a lot of freedom in this. And we worry way too much, especially some personalities are very boundary-oriented. They don't want to cross their boundaries. And those are the people that tend to oftentimes create this fear mechanism um, that exists in teams that they're going to overstep their boundaries. Yes, that's right. And unfortunately, that gets us stuck. When most of the team is worried about overstepping boundaries, then we all live, like you called it a silo, that everyone lives within their little territory of what they think is their boundaries. 
And, and unfortunately that gets everything bogged down. It's got to be boundaryless. It's got to be, yes. this is the territory and we're all in it. We're all here to make things better in this area. So anything within this area, it's like, go for it, do it. Um, and if you're, if you make a mistake, if you overstep, so to speak, something, your leader will tell you, your leader can come back and that's how you learn together. That's, <laughs> that's how right. you grow together. That's how you go. Okay. Sorry. I learned that today, but don't stop the ambition. Don't stop the flow of energy. Um, those are much more important is that there's an ambition to lead. There's a yes, I'll lead sort of attitude instead of a hesitation. That's what makes a great team. Great is that when everyone on the team uh, is leading. So we have a need for lead. And a lot of teams are stuck because you have a lot of followers mindset. You have a lot of people who are hesitating, fearful, don't want to overstep their boundaries. And you're going to stay stuck until that group rises up um, and says, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. We're leaders. We're leading together. Let's go get this. You've actually encouraged us to invade each other's territory. Like if we see something, we, we don't just hold back and say, well, I hope they figure it out, Yep. you know, or I, I hope they get it right. But what you actually yep. asked us, take the initiative, walk across the office, yep. walk across the departmental lines, yep. whatever the case may be. If you see something, say something, go to that person. And, and maybe even on the flip side, if, if you're a leader trying to navigate a situation, if, if I send you an email and I haven't CC'd other people, you'll send it back to me I and say, say that all the time. Thank you for bringing that up. I was getting ready to say that. Like one of the best things we've done in our organization a few years ago is I realize I'm having like four or five or eight different conversations over the same thing. So we're going to have one conversation. We're going to CC everyone that could potentially benefit from That's being right. in on this conversation. We're going to put CCs out there for high awareness yes. so that we're creating ownership in the process of communication. And that, pe that brings people into the loop of the process gives ownership to people who maybe didn't even know they had ownership gives opportunity for them to know why we're not doing number one or option number two but we're actually going with option number three because they've been on the email and That's they've right. seen us with all so now they don't have to start with the questions we've already asked and answered they can look at the emails be part of the process jump on board and be part of solving the problem that's right that's so good that's so good the, the second thing we talked about helping teams get unstuck. Uh, we had the need for lead. Yep. The second one was the need for speed. Love this one. I, and I know, I know you're fired <laughs> up about this one, so I'm just going to let you go. Organizations, in an attempt to get it right, naturally slow down. The tension of getting it right and the tension of doing it now and doing it quickly can war against each exactly. other. Talk to us for a minute on the need for speed. Okay, so first of all, we're going to talk about this more. Yes. Uh, on the next podcast. Yes. But I want to, so, so you don't want to miss that, but I just want to tell you a little bit about it because this is one of the reasons, one of the big reasons we get bogged down on teams, as you said, um, is that there's this mindset. I like to call it dumb dichotomies. Yes. As you might know. Yes. This is one of the big dumb dichotomies in leadership teams is that you either have to do it right or you have to do it fast. Which one are we going to do? Mm. Are we going to do it right or are we going to do it fast? dumb dichotomy yes. we want to do both yes we want to do it fast and we want to do it right and so the need for speed is that we are intentionally saying that just doing it right is not the goal we want to do it fast we live in a world 
that respect speed. Um, they, they, they will quit getting coffee at your coffee shop if they have to wait too long in the line. Somebody say amen. To amen. That. <laughs> so, so every up and coming organization understands that the climate of today's culture insists not only on do I want my latte made right, I want my latte made quick. In fact, I'll do a mobile order so that I can yes. pull up in front grab what I have, keep going, because I value speed. One of the worst things that we can do in the church is to kid ourselves into thinking that we'll just take our time, figure it out so that we can get it right. Um, when you do that, you lose urgency. You yes. lose energy. Yes. You, you lose the ability to steward over a process appropriately, meaning we're responsible actually for everybody that's on a clock, for everybody that's working for the church, for everybody that's getting things done. Productivity matters. Getting things done quick matters. Yep. The more we get done, the more people we can reach. You can just flush that all out. The more we can do as a church. That's right. So time matters. So churches have to lean into that. If you're stuck, I guarantee you, one of the things you're going to want to look at is have we relaxed? too much in our minds on projects are we letting teams get by with saying i'll have that done three weeks from thursday yes that gives me plenty of time stop it plenty of time is what bogs teams down <laughs> instead of three weeks from thursday get it done this thursday and yeah. watch how fast everybody can move and how much more we can do. And the energy that happens, the urgency that happens, the collaboration that happens in the process is what is also a great side benefit. You know, it was so interesting. We saw this this actually happened yesterday just in a meeting I was in, in that um, you had taught on this to our staff yesterday morning. And then we were in a meeting later that day, planning Team Church Conference. And for, for reference, we've been working on it for months. So getting it right matters. We have been working hard to get it right. We've been we've been diligent, but we started early enough to give it time. Well, we we had a two-hour meeting, and at the end of the meeting, we still had not made some of the decisions that we had to make. And we were, I could feel that moment in the meeting where I thought, man, we're going to have to have another stinking meeting over this thing because we, we didn't get it far enough. And one of our campus pastors spoke up and said, come on, guys, we got five minutes. We can do this. And in five minutes, we, we accomplished what could have probably taken another hour long meeting wow. just because someone spoke up. Now we, we had done our diligence to get it right. Yeah. We were, we were working on a great platform and then someone spoke up and said, nope, we're, do, we're doing this right now. Mm -hmm. And we, we did it. And it was great. Five minutes instead of an hour. It's amazing when 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 there's that. I remember an old speaker. Some of you guys listening, you you might remember. Most people are not going to know this name probably, but his name was Zig Ziglar. He yes. was a motivational speaker. Yes. And he said, "You want to get the most out of a day. Imagine that you're going on vacation tomorrow." Yes. Because it's amazing how much more everyone gets done the day before they leave on vacation. Isn't that true, though? It's so true. And what is that? That's a sense of urgency that, and, and there's joy in the process because I'm, I'm, I'm going on vacation, so I got 12 things to do, and I'm going to get them all done. I don't want to be thinking about it while I'm gone. I don't want to be worried about it. I'm going to get them all done today. So he said the most productive day of the year is the day before you go on vacation. And, and his whole point was, let's approach every day with a sense of 
urgency. It's, it's more so fun. Good. It's exciting. It's so we we are more productive, but we actually enjoy our work more in the process. That's right. Okay, we have the need for lead. We have the need for speed. I would say the last one that helps us get unstuck as teams is the need for we. Mm-hmm. We, we have to live and lead out of a conviction that we are better together, that we are stronger together. But I think sometimes teams get stuck because there's a built-in resistance to we. It could be a systems issue. It could be an attitude issue. But somewhere in there, we, we form a resistance to we. But I think you've just led us to the place where, um, we truly believe we're better together. So yep. what what has our team done here that's really helped us embrace team leadership and the need for we? I think like looking back at our own team, what would you say we've done that really broke through and got us unstuck out of being in silos and individual to really functioning as one unit? Mm-hmm. Very good. I think I think a big part of it has been an appreciation of different giftings and different skills. Mm. And the willingness to really encourage one another in specific strengths that individuals have um, and to value it and to put, put high value on it. Um, I think that would probably be one of the, the dynamics because we tend to otherwise on a team, we tend to minimize um, the contributions that people make out of, out of their own place of potential inability rather than, rather than maximizing it. Um, so, I think at Champion Center specifically and on our team, doing the testings that we do, knowing what the strengths are, trying yes. to put people in a place of strength. For example, this past weekend, we, we decided a few years ago as part of a team model that when on a weekend, when someone's getting on stage, um, we started this years ago, like I said, but uh, we're the originals. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and now other people are doing it, but... Yeah, sorry Just about throw, that. Throw I had that to throw that in there. But actually, we one person rarely is on the platform alone. That's right. We do it. We do it some, but normally there's at least two. That's right. And so the the rationale or the reasoning is one person is actually good at details, and another is really good at addressing the crowd in an upbeat, encouraging way. Yep. Rarely do you find the the same person with both sure so sure. we'll lean into one person hey you're the detailed person you're the information yeah smile laugh you know engage but you're the one we want to say it say it clear say it right you on the other hand you're going to be up there you're going to have the first words out of your mouth you're going to greet everyone you're going to make it just feel like this is the best day ever incredible weekend and make people so glad to be in the house right. so that's an example of an appreciation where we, you know, the, the need for we. And I think teams that get stuck are too often isolating individual skills and talents, and they're not, not really collaborating. Well, and I think everyone listening would probably agree, yeah, I want to be on a great team. I think that's probably an easy mm-hmm. yes to get to. True. But great teams, they're not something you order on Amazon and they just show up two days later. They're, they don't they don't come out of a vacuum great yep. great teams are fought for yep great fighting getting getting to we is something you're going to have to fight for the bible tells us to do the hard work mm-hmm. of getting of along, getting along yeah. with each other yeah so um i guess maybe my last question for you today would just be what what is that hard work going to look like if someone's listening today thinking man we are stuck we're not we're not a we you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're not functioning as a team. What is that hard work going to look like for them? Hard work is, you mentioned it earlier, actually. In my mind, when I think of, of how do we start 
creating collaboration is inclusiveness. And what I mean by that is be the first one to walk across the room. Be the first one to enter someone else's airspace. Be the first one to include them in an email. Start including people that maybe it's not necessary for them to be included, but out of a sense of inclusiveness, start creating a culture where people are not left isolated. So you're leaving your space, for example, where you could stay sort of, this is my conversation, this is my project, this is my thing. And you're walking over to someone else to ask for an opinion, a thought, an idea. Right. Can you give me input? Can you tell me what you would think about these colors on the graphic? Do you like red? Do you like yellow? Do you like blue? What do you, you know, and, and so you're, you're, what you're doing is you're including, and that's what, that's, that's a huge thing that amazingly creates a culture of collaboration because you're being inclusive. Here's what I found is people that are not inclusive, they don't verbally process well. They like people that are not inclusive. It's funny that we'll sit in a room in a meeting and we'll all talk about something. I'll say, anybody have any questions? Anybody want to? No questions. No questions. And then I yes. walk out and Every someone time. follows me. Every time. Down to my office. And ha I just wanted to ask you, why didn't you ask it in the room? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But yeah. that sort of culture yes. is what creates. And people, like I agree with you, Brandon, when you said, I think most people want to be a part of a we. But I don't think most people understand. That's correct. That those are the little things yes. that are in a culture oftentimes that keep walls up, keep isolation going. So be a conversation starter. Weigh in on your thoughts, your ideas, your concepts. When there's a chance to give input, don't follow your manager to their office <laughs> and yeah, ask a question right. privately. You could have asked in front of a group. So. That's right. That's right. Leading like a team. Yeah. Leading like a team. It's Leading worth. Like a team. It's worth the fight. Yep. And for every team listening today, I hope that this team talk has helped to tee up a conversation that you all can take and have in your own team. Maybe the the lead the maybe the need for speed or the need for we or the need for lead. Uh, maybe one of those has spoken to you today. I just want to encourage you to take the show notes, take this video take it to your team and continue the conversation on your own. We truly believe at Team Church. We truly believe that we're better together. And as God's great church, we're meant to lead like a team. So we are so excited, honored to have a space into your life, a space into your world. If this podcast has resonated with you, I want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button, however you're taking this in today. And leave us a rating, even a comment and consider sharing the podcast with uh, someone else in your world, another team uh, that you know that this could help. Uh, I, I, we really want to create a space that serves as a catalyst toward health in teams everywhere. I also want to encourage you to check out teamchurchconference.com and join us for Team Church Conference or one of our Team Church one days or training camps uh, coming up soon in an area near you. We love gathering with our tribe and we've created spaces throughout the year uh, for that to happen, all believing it's going to help us move church forward. So we'd love to see you at a future event. Until next time, just know we're praying for you. We're in your corner and we're believing you're going to lead like a team moving forward. God bless you. This has been the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. For more information on conferences and events, check out teamchurchconference.com.